BBC World Service. This is Claire Balderson with NewsHour. Today, the Republicans in the US launch a manifesto for winning control of Congress, but will the Tea Party spoil the Republican Party? Colombia kills the top military commander of the FARC rebel movement. He was the man in charge of their hostage-taking operations. Above all, I remember the way he'd look at you. It was a very cold gaze, a gaze which made you afraid. President Obama urges nations to back his efforts to restart Middle East peace talks, how vampire bats are terrorizing remote villages in Peru, and we go on vacation with our Baghdad correspondent. It's exhilarating, elating, wonderful, but still, tourism in Iraq? First, we have the main news stories in detail. BBC News with Mike Cooper. President Obama has urged those attending the United Nations General Assembly to put aside pessimism and cynicism and support recently relaunched Middle East peace talks. He said that while the parties themselves must answer what he described as the call of history, the world should rally behind them. Mark Mardell at the UN has more on the speech by President Obama. He urged the Israelis to continue the moratorium on building settlements and told the many friends of Palestine in the hall that they should turn their promises into deeds by normalising relations with Israel and help build Palestinian institutions. He said recognition of Israel was key and the president of the Palestinian Authority, Mohammed Abbas, had been bold. The president said if the world reached towards what was best inside all of us, by this time next year the UN could have a new member, Palestine. The president doesn't lose anything by being high-minded and hopeful, especially at the UN. But it may not just be cynics and pessimists who point out the many hurdles in the way of his lofty ambition. A senior US official says President Obama has told the Chinese Prime Minister Wen Jiabao that Beijing must do more to resolve tensions over the Chinese currency, which Washington thinks is undervalued. But the President has also invited his Chinese counterpart, Hu Jintao, to pay a state visit to America in January. Mr Obama and Premier Wen met in New York at the UN General Assembly. As the Indian authorities scramble to get the Commonwealth Games village fit for thousands of athletes, the head of the Games Federation has arrived in Delhi to discuss the crisis with top officials. From there, Chris Morris reports. Pictures obtained by the BBC showed what some of the accommodation in the athletes' village looked like in the last couple of days. Toilets leaking, animal paw prints on bedsheets, and many rooms in a filthy condition. Several teams have now delayed their arrivals, and one official from the organising committee has, for the first time, apologised. The opening of the village has been delayed, but there is a massive effort to get it ready as soon as possible. But there are other concerns. There are still floodwaters near the village after the heaviest monsoon rains in years. And in the past few minutes, it's been announced that the England team will travel to the Commonwealth Games in Delhi. Security forces in Colombia say they've killed the military leader of the FARC rebel group, known as Mono Hoyhoy. Reports said he died in an air raid. Jeremy McDermott reports from Bogota. The Colombian president, Juan Manuel Santos, described the death of the man known as Mono Hoyhoy as the greatest blow to the FARC in their 46-year history. Within the rebel movement, he was a revered figure and the FARC's top general, who commanded the rebels' most powerful fighting division, the Eastern Bloc. In a large-scale operation, the security forces bombed a FARC camp in the mountains of La Macarena in the eastern province of Meta, but were unable to confirm the death of the guerrilla leader until the army fought its way through the rebel units which were protecting the base. World News from the BBC. 
The court in New York has sentenced a Pakistani scientist to 86 years in prison for trying to kill American agents and military officers in Afghanistan. This report comes from Ian McKenzie. Dr. Afia Siddiqui was arrested in Afghanistan in 2008. It was claimed she was carrying documents related to bomb-making, as well as a list of potential targets in New York City. It was while being questioned at a police facility in the city of Ghazni that she got hold of a machine gun, according to prosecutors. Siddiqui was taken to New York and put on trial, despite medical reports that suggested her mental state was unstable. Her eventual conviction was met with protests in Pakistan, where many of Siddiqui's supporters claimed the charges against her had been fabricated. There's been fierce fighting in the Somali capital, Mogadishu, where Islamist militants have attacked positions held by government forces and African Union peacekeepers.